Hello there. What's up? Are you well? What are you up to? You're driving? You doing the dishes? You making dinner? Whatever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope this podcast finds you well. My name is Kevin. This is the Yoga Life podcast where we talk about yoga and life. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by the nature of things. What's the nature of things? I hear you cry. Well, I'll tell you now. I'm sitting here in my my loft, which is base. Well, it's my podcast studio, and I have in front of me a diffuser. And from that diffuser, I have the smell of orange. When I say orange, I mean, imagine you're holding an orange and you peel it open, and then you get that spray. Hopefully, not in your eyes of intense orange, or in French, it's orange. Well, imagine that smell without getting stinky fingers and you're imagining the nature of things they produce essential oils that are made of pure oil without any nasty stuff if you'd like to have lovely smells in your house in your yoga studio or on yourself obviously dilute them first then go to the nature of put in the promo code yoga life and you get 10% off all products so that includes their diffusers, which are made of recycled bamboo fibers, their gift sets, and obviously their oils. Again, that's the nature of things.ie, promo code yoga life for 10% off. The other sponsor we have is Small Changes. And Small Changes are an organic whole food store. Not They don't just do food because obviously we know we like to eat and that helps to keep us alive. But they also do things for the house, like you can get recycled toilet paper or bog roll or whatever you want to call it, bathroom paper. You can get your bamboo toothbrushes. You can get fluoride-free toothpaste. Loads of stuff. Check them out. They're in Dromcondra. That's in Dublin 9. They've got no online offering, but you can look at them online, smallchanges.ie. Feel free to tell them Kevin sent you. If you'd like to see me and you're not and you ain't able to make a public class, then you can come to my workshop, which is happening in December on the 14th, which is a Saturday in Salt and Soul. It's a handstand workshop. You do not need to be able to handstand to come, but you need to be able to get to Sligo on December 14th for two hours and you can make a weekend of it maybe uh, bring a friend and you can hopefully learn how to handstand the techniques and it'll be a bit of fun as well i've got a few other things coming up but uh, if you want all information and kind of keep up to date you can go on to kevinboyyoga.ie and uh, be a little option there to sign up for my newsletter and i'll keep you up to date via that if you enjoy this episode then please share it with your friends on your IG stories and leave a review on iTunes. This one is a live episode, so we've got an actual audience, and it's with Patrick Beach and Doug Robson, otherwise known, a.k.a. as the downward-facing Doug. So Doug is... I mean, I love Doug. like So I, it was an absolute pleasure to co-host with him. And I actually like... Um, Sorry, it's the downward Doug, not the downward facing Doug. I, I actually like the three-person system. I like that a lot, and I'm going to plan to do a lot more of them because it's really nice where you can bounce off of each other. And, I mean, with this episode, we talked about everything from Patrick's 
experience teaching workshops to his him becoming a daddy to his to his hair not just on his face but also on his uh, on on his head and uh yeah we it went you know it kind of uh, it went around about sometimes and went off on tangents but sometimes tangents are good to uh to that's where the funny stuff happens so this this episode was a lot of fun i plan to do a lot more hopefully one with um, well that I'll, I'll keep you posted on what's coming up i don't want to jump the gun too quickly but i hope you enjoy this episode if you've got any questions or feedback about it please let me know without further ado here's patrick here's doug So welcome everybody. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Just so we know there's people here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So um, today is a, or this evening is a little bit unusual because essentially it's a co-hosting. This is myself and Doug hosting Patrick and yourselves, which we've never done before on this podcast. Um, I have a feeling Doug is going to take over, which I'm happy. Oh, come on. You've got to own your anchor role. Yeah. <laughs> This is this reference isn't going to play well, but it's like like NBA on TNT. You got to be Ernie. You got to hold it down. If if he's Charles and I'm Kenny and Shaq, you I'm, know you got you got to be the middle. I'm Ernie to keep it to keep it together. He, he, I'm Ernie. So the American audience will understand that. This okay, but lost, I'm going to say nothing. Charles and Charles nothing. Barkley. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. who's the last one? Well, Shaq and Kenny. Shaq, there's two, okay, so I got to cool. be both of them. But oh, wow. you got to be Ernie. You got to be the solid mm-hmm. one that keeps this in line. I'll, I'll be that person. Yeah, right. you got to be that. I'll be that person. Okay, hold it down. So. Gents, mm-hmm. how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm great. Doug, you keep well. I'm yeah, I'm doing really well. Actually, I was saying earlier today, I my basis for when life is good is I've brought the bar right down. It's like when my body is working fine, I have no injuries, and everyone I know is okay. Yeah, that's then life is super good. Yeah, you know that's I don't I don't need beaches and Bali, although I love those. <laughs> I just need those two things. You know, yeah. People I love being okay and my body working good. Solid. So, so that's what, where I'm what, at. what if I have heard some really great things via the gram about the, your training yourself and Carling? Is she, yeah, where are you? She, she, well, <laughs> well, funny. It would, would have been better if you were part of the crew. Mate, I would love to have been, but today I was doing. No, you're good. I'm just giving you a No, no I, would, I would, though, seriously. I, cause, uh, but today I was doing my teacher training in, in yoga. I've been in Castle Knot. Oh, good and you. I was just saying to Chris earlier that um, I, uh, it, I was on my own. So I was, uh, you know, which I, which I chose to be, but I, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's quite a lot of responsibility because you've got the whole day with people and I'm thinking, can I go to the loo or do you know, <laughs> am I, or do I need to be it's there all show. the time? You just got to call that whenever you want. Yeah. So I, I feel good, but, um, it's, uh, I would love to come to the training. I, I really would. But again, I've got be another time. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but it's great. It's fun. The other people are very nice. It's very, you know, very casual experience. So what is it? So it's finding center. Um, is it therefore like kind of an advanced teacher training? Module? I think it's just about teaching. So right. that, that's kind of the goal of it. I feel that a lot of trainings are about information and not about teaching. Yeah. And so that's kind of why we created this module that we're teaching this time around. You're able to focus on actually teaching and delivering information. Yeah. And it gives you an opportunity uh, to learn from people, Carly and myself, that are coming at it from kind of four different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really helpful for students or teachers that are kind of part of the group. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of, because it's so handy that you can teach with someone else, like to teach, be able to teach mm-hmm. with Carling, especially I think if you've got one male body, one female body, you can show the differences in teaching. Um, 
with is it ending tomorrow yeah it's ending tomorrow yeah yeah okay so w with this teaching is it something that um they, they can then add to their like uh, yoga alliance the, yeah yeah it's all continuing education through yoga alliance mm -hmm. yeah that's how it works you need to have that certification yeah I don't know why. <laughs> it means nothing to anybody yeah have you ever been asked for yours i've never been asked for mine anywhere i've taught in the history of teaching no i haven't i haven't but do you i mean do you doug do you keep track of your hours no i mean that's been a disaster keeping track of hours is a disaster also again i don't know that it means that much because i could teach really badly for a lot of classes and although i have the experience mm. you know I don't, I don't know how much that means. In terms of what you were saying about when have I been asked for it, the only time is now listing retreats online. Some of those places will say, we need to see your qualification. That's the only time yeah. I've been asked for it. Oh, really? I, yeah. I've never been asked for that ever. Like not, not once, not one single time. I could be uncertified completely. You guys are all here. So how did you then certify this training with Yoga Lines? Do you have to apply and Carling, say... Carling does all that. I don't know. Oh, she's <laughs> This is where it gets really handy, right? This is exactly it. This is the training you're Come talking on. about, right? On, we're, you're talking, we're talking a technicality question, but the training you see, like <laughs> I teach class, she does the PowerPoint, and then we filter in in there. But, but yeah, the, the, we, we, have a good, we have a good system because we each have different roles. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that goes for all of our trainings. Right. Even though in some of our trainings, like when we teach our teacher training in Bali in November next month, it's October now. Um, <laughs> uh, she'll teach classes, actually, again. But even still, like we do completely different things during the training. Like we don't co-teach anything. Mm -hmm. We are part of lectures together, but there's no there, there's different parts that we own. Right. And that creates a nice job responsibility for each of us. We're not stepping on each other's toes and mm -hmm. where each of us has our own creative freedom in the, in the whole. Yeah. 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 And I, do you know, but that is, that is so important because today was the first day I was on my own. And what I realized was the information is really important. You can teach people stuff, but also you've got to look after them a little bit as well. Like, as in some people don't, like they want to know where you are, what, what you're doing and what, what's happening next or what's happening mm -hmm. after break. And this is stuff that I'm saying to Chris as well, I, I've, I've, it's my first time doing it. So um, I suppose you learn like the hard way, don't you? You, you won't, you know, you won't, um, I, cause I planned and planned and planned. I had so much theory. It's like a counseling session for me now. <laughs> <laughs> I did guys, I swear. Uh, I planned and planned and I was thinking, I'm going to be saying this, I'm going to say that and I'm going to walk over here and I'm going to tell this story and I'm going to be, this bit's going to be quite funny. And then, uh, and it wasn't Did like, you really plan that much? Oh man, I did. Wow. I, I was walking around my loft and I was like going, you know, telling mm -hmm. this story about Achilles and the Achilles, you know, Achilles the Achilles heel history and of Achilles. history, yeah, of, brilliant. which I thought would be interesting. Uh -huh. um, but um, and just at the time, you know, all eyes are on you, so you haven't really got time to reference your notes. You've got to be, mm. and it's it's one thing knowing it, knowing the stuff, but the other thing is how do you deliver it? How do you then reinforce it? Because I know, from being in school, maybe you're the same. If I'm sitting there, and it's just slide, 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 right down. Okay, this table, this table. I'm I'm gone after twenty minutes. I, I can't mm. concentrate. So about kind of like re you know reinforcing what you're teaching. Um, yeah, I think thoughts. delivering it, delivering it in different ways too. Weirdly, actually, in this training, we we're just discussing different ways people learn. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Through audio, through visual, um, through writing, reading. Some people like to do it. There's lots of different ways, and I think that's the the thing when you're giving the information. It's it's going to land with some people that are similar to you. Mm -hmm. But then what do you do with the host or other people that maybe don't think like you? And mm -hmm. how do you then get that information across in another way mm -hmm. that's easy to digest? But again, it's hard because like you say, you're not only teaching, you're controlling a room. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like when you do your first retreat. 
like people like lean on you when you're in charge and so they should they lean on you to tell you where to be and what to do what time everything is happening um with us we're quite lucky it's the same schedule every day you only know you what, need to what be about in your room twice. What, what about your first stunt though your first stunt? I'll yeah. tell you my first stunt. I, I, <laughs> what about your first stunt though? <laughs> your first stunt, you basically get thrown in. They hook, my first stunt was a jerk back, which is like they attach you to a hydraulic ram. Um, like a, it's about the size of this room. Yeah. It's used in like machinery. And that thing gets filled to a PSI, normally like 220. And then it fires and you're attached through what, a pulley. What's a PSI? P- um, is that like a, a hydra- hydraulic pressure, machine thing? Yeah, per pressure. square inch. Like oh. in your tires. Oh, okay. So okay, you okay, fill cool. it with like compressed gas so that when you let go of it, this thing fires and it fires at such a rate that you fly through the air like an explosion has happened. So for me, it was Thor 2. And Thor throws his hammer through a whole lot of us. So we were flying off side to side. Yeah. And I, I didn't, you can't prepare for that. Like you just, <laughs> someone <laughs> attaches you and like people come up and go, okay, by the way, when it happens, try to do this and, and also you know, keep your neck tucked in and make sure there's tension on the line. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And as they walk away, you're like, what am I doing with office. Even now, when they go three, two, one, three, I go, this was a bad choice. <laughs> two, I'm like, shit, 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 shit. One, I'm like, oh, I can't get off this now. Boom. And then, and then it's over. But you fly back. But yes, you, you don't have a lot to say about it, basically. Once they hook that line on. You're in. That was my first time, but it depends what you're doing. If it's fire and stuff like that, you have to plan. You just have to go through it, experience it. And on the other side, you're like, oh, I I mean, I landed on my elbow and I had a massive bursa. So I was like, ah, no one said don't put your elbow down. But I won't be doing that ever again. So, yeah, that's it. It's it's the simple things. (laughs) Right. Don't land on your head. Also, good one. (laughs) All all good advice. Yeah. um, But, Doug, actually, speaking on that, Doug, you're not, because if anyone doesn't know, Doug is a stuntman. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say, yeah. But now you're an actor. No, I get acting roles. Look, <laughs> Come I'm, on, a, I'm a farce, man. I am a, <laughs> I, I fake it till I make it. Or not even till I make it. I fake it until someone finds me out. That is, that's the, <laughs> so what happened was in Star Wars, I talk a lot, as you may have noticed, which is really handy for this environment. Definitely. But a, one of the stunt coordinators on Star Wars was like, there was a role going and they needed someone to talk, just a stormtrooper. So... This is, uh, you look at movies like that and you're like, these are well produced, like everything's planned. I got handed some words on a napkin from lunch written in a pen. And they were like, can you say that? And I was like, this is like the level of planning that's going into this. You know? and I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. So we have this scene. They come over. I have to ask them where the prisoners are going. Now there's a whole plan to this, right? There's a whole scene. The actor across me is like, no, no, we're going to go off script now. We're just going to start ad-libbing. You know? Another stormtrooper. No, the actor, I forget the guy that played K2. Um, Who's K2? This robot? No, he's the tall robot in uh, maybe The Force Awakens. I forget. He okay. used. To, he was actually the pirate in uh, Dodgeball too. Well, you ever remember? Yeah. The pirate. Oh, the same you know actor, you mean? Same actor. Okay, yeah, no, not no. same character. It wasn't like a crossover. <laughs> a weird Star Wars character in Dodgeball. <laughs> but a robot he, wouldn't be very good at Dodgeball. He, he, went, fairness. he went off piste and like, I made some joke with him within the thing and the guy that my stunt coordinator was like ah oh, that's great because most stunt guys you tell them to fall off stuff or get set on fire get hit by a car they're in because they're like it's payday we're gonna get paid for this no problem that that's their comfort place talking in front of camera like nah that's not for me that's mm. terrifying you know because it's it's very intrusive 
and you're very vulnerable when you do it because it's just you filling the screen. And when you watch it back, you like you see everything on your face. A little bit like when you first start doing Instagram stories, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah, fuck, yeah. And is that is that me? <laughs> you quickly yeah. learn from that angle to that angle. <laughs> that angle is not good for anyone, you know? Yeah, so, it's true. Same thing, you get used to it. And that stunt coordinator then, any job he was on, where there was a, a small acting part where the option was to get an actor and then find a stunt double is a lot of hard work because you've got to find someone who matches. You've got to get two costumes. You've got to get hair and makeup to do both of them. It's more cost. So they just like to get me instead. I do the lines and I do the stunt. So yeah. it saves them money. So they don't have to pay an actor. They just have to pay me. So you basically... So, so long story short, you are the star of Rise of Star. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. What I'm trying to say is I'm kind of a big deal. All right? so this may be the last free event you can come to. So yeah. enjoy it. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's how it came. So I don't think it is fair to say it because normally you'll if you watch a movie in a minute, they'll dub my voice with a gruff American guy. Uh, yeah, if you watch Kingsman, you can't believe the accent they give me. They'll change your accent. Yeah, a little bit like this because South African. It's well, not that common. It's not that common, that in, especially uh, apparently in Star Wars. We can believe that there's aliens on several different planets and we can fly at hyperspeed, but that there's only any accent other than American and British. No way. That's, <laughs> that, that defies logic. You know, so they do ADR, which is like this. So they actually film the whole movie with sound, but they don't ever use that sound. The sound gets recorded afterwards. So the actors oh. will then dub themselves. Shit. I mean, Except if you're me, I get dubbed by someone else. I don't even know who these guys are. <laughs> But, but Doug, you, you are a, a great, you're a great speaker. Um, and this is something that like really interests me because I, I found like, say for example, today, when you know what you're going to say, when you're reeling it off, you don't need to really think about it. Mm. But when you have to ad lib or, um, especially, we you know, a lot of eyes on you, it can be so, so oh. difficult. And I used to watch a lot of your vlogs, Patrick, like yeah. I was actually, I was watching them today. Um, but you, you stopped vlogging a couple of years ago. Do you still get when you like even on teacher training or even in regular workshops, treats, do you still get nervous or how does that? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think about it though. Me neither. <laughs> but what, what, so, so the thing for me is like, I, I just am very comfortable with myself. Like at this point, yeah. I've, kind of, I've tried so many, I've, I've been doing this thing for so long and um, putting myself on the internet for quite a long time. That just kind of is what it is. Like I'm comfortable with where I am and I'm comfortable with where I'm going and I'm trying to see things as honestly as possible and um, be as present as I can be with, with what I'm actually doing, which is actually kind of why I stopped vlogging in the first place was it felt like you were, we were trying to create a story more than be part of one. Oh, yeah. Do you mean, do you mean like as in, so, so if you're, creating, so if you're creating something for the internet, right, there has to be some story to it. Like how many days in your life have an actual yeah. story? <laughs> No, no, seriously, because right? yeah. you're creating entertainment. Like everything in the world is entertainment, right? You're, you're, we, whether you go back a, a thousand years or you're living in this moment, like right now, the, getting attention is like the paramount thing that every human being is trying to do. Hmm. You know what I mean? In some way, shape, or form, like you want to be successful in anything. It's about it's based in attention. Like your ability to garner attention, your ability to hold attention, your ability to uh, give people enjoyment based on that attention. Like that's the most simple, on the most simple level, that's what everything is. And so we found that when we were vlogging, because we do actually have a schedule that's based on, um, you know, teaching and stuff like that. And then also we're around people quite a bit of the time. We never wanted to film those parts. 
because it's very, it'd be very challenging to do. And also the teaching space to us is very sacred. And then when you're with dinner with people, you're doing other things with people. Like when we went swimming today, like I was like, Oh, I should film this. This is really cool. And the location we went was stunning. Uh, but then you're with people and I don't want to put a camera in other people's face and I don't want to uh, do that without consent or without them just being really privy to kind of what I'm trying to create with that. Because again, people aren't used to it. Like I'm very used to talking. I don't, I don't really care. I've said every wild thing I could say and, you know, go from there. Um, and other people aren't as accustomed to that. I mean, some people are a bit more reserved, a bit more private. And with that, you have to, uh, I guess, begin to adjust. But yeah, YouTube is coming back, though. We've recorded a ton of classes. So. What do you mean it's coming? Like, as in the, the like, we're starting to actually bring it back. We just, it's, it's like everything with social media stuff. It's, it's really about um, consistency. Mm. Right. And so we're trying to get to a point where we can be more consistent on things. It's like the bane of our existence everywhere because really nothing in our life is consistent due to the travel stuff. And then now the kids stuff and uh, the dog stuff and the studio stuff. It's just like because we have so many things going on, it's really challenging to be um, like regular with things like something has to drop off if you're giving attention. Like you only have so much um, so much of your energy to give out every single day. And so something drops. Right. And for us, it's, it's just like the the things that aren't in person. So for me, um, especially since the kid, it's been very hard to create Instagram content or YouTube content or podcast content just because you, everything is so erratic and I'm trying to be doing, um, like teaching class, right? That's more important to me or doing my own practice, that's more important to me. So I'm gonna prioritize, prioritize those things. Making sure Carling and I uh, remember each other's names and spend time together, like that's more important to me, you know? Um, and, and so other things kind of get dropped off or lost in the shuffle. And then so to bring those things back into fruition, it takes more planning and it takes more of a structure and it takes more of an outline, uh, you know, to your day, which is very weird to me because I'm like the least organized person in the world. Right. This is why Carling does all the organization thing. Hence, when you were talking mm -hmm. about yoga lines, uh, <coughs> stuff, because I, I would know nothing about how to do any of that. But she sets it all up and, and does the bit, um, which, which again makes it brings her organizational side into my creative side, and it, it mm. marries very well. Mm. Yeah, there's a lovely marriage between um, that order and creativity. Yeah, that we is often where the magic happens. And, yeah. yeah, you know, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about that about the two. If one gets too much of the rain you lose so much of the other. So yeah. there has to be that, that play between. I did want to ask you though, you were obviously one of the early adopters of putting practices online and using social media and you're very comfortable with it. What kind of things would you say to anyone that wants to start doing that kind of thing online that maybe feels like they don't have anything to offer? Because it's a popular feeling when you first start teaching that there's this imposter syndrome. You're thinking, look, I've just qualified or I haven't been teaching that long. What could I have to offer anyone that's not already out there? Or would you say it's worthwhile even doing? Well, I think everything is worthwhile doing if you're really invested in the process. I think that the biggest thing that people struggle with in our space is that you're not gonna create content that's viral. Mm. It's not viral content space, mm. right? So you're, create, you need to cre you're creating content that's more uh, based in longevity or that somebody's going to use three years after you make yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So I deleted a ton of old YouTube videos a few months ago because we're coming out with new stuff, mm -hmm. like really, really old content uh, that was shot on like an iPhone three yeah. with no mic. And I, you, I know exactly you, the ones you're right, you're, from yeah. like the corner of your room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a super <laughs> dodgy. I, was, super I used dodgy. to be stressed out. I'd be like, I needed my two cameras set up right. The yeah. tripods there. Yeah. And I watch one of your videos. It's got hundreds of thousands of views. And I'm like, 
he's using a phone on the ground, yeah. like with some music yeah, yeah, yeah. in the background yeah. in an echoey room. And I'm like, it does show you that content is king too. Yeah. But, 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 you know, mm. but so I took a ton of that stuff down and I got flooded with messages. This is the most messages mm-hmm. I've got related to something that I've done in a while. And because people were still using that content. Mm. Yeah, like, why did you take it down? Oh, why did you take it down? Yeah. yeah. But as you were saying, Doug, if you can just like, say you're in the mood, I'm like, I want to record myself you put the phone down and you can kind of keep that natural state of mind going. But when you're like, right, yeah. tripod here, tripod there, you get all stressed because yeah. the light falls over yeah. and then you're trying to set everybody. The light falls over? What kind of equipment are you using? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, I, that's I, a little shot yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no. He's got, Amazon. The sun, he's got the sound man to the side Amazon. there too. He's dropping the boom. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I need all the help I can get. I need all the help I get, you know, like, proper lighting. Really, but no, what about the trailer? But what happens is... When you're trying to set yourself up and put the camera out and all that kind of stuff, you end up getting a little bit stressed out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then by the time the, you head record, you're like, yeah. all right, okay, come to hands and knees. And you just kind of, sh- yeah. and so you lose it. It's a bit like when you record yourself on the, on the stories, as you were saying, mm-hmm. you, when you think about it too, too much, much, yeah. And then you, did you do like four or five takes? It's like, no, well, no, it's stale. So it's fake. stale by the it's end, so right? stale, exactly. Yeah. That's the great word. But is, isn't it so similar to meditation, right? Or, or reading in a library? If you're not alive and you expect silence or meditation, you think the point of meditation is to be somewhere that's quiet. And then there's a noise. You get all stressed out because your focus is on the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, you, you want this ideal circumstance because you think that's the only way you can do anything worthwhile. And it's the same with the cameras. You set them up. And I know that feeling. You have the two cameras. You're like, is that right? I don't know. I'll put up the F-stop a little bit. Get more <laughs> oh, light God. in. And really, like I'm saying, con- content is king. Like yeah. if you have something yeah. worthwhile, if you have a good piece of content... If the match of color isn't quite right, no one's going to grill you and be like, the problem I had was I come from the film world. So I like, I'm like, oh, we should color grade this, you know, <laughs> which is an insane process to be doing for a yoga video. No one cares. No one's going to watch a bad yoga video and go, I will say this, the colors were great. Like, no one's, no one's That's doing so that, true. you know, but yeah. people are going, I've never done that move before. I like the way you described that, you know, I think especially with social media, and this propensity to film ourselves doing everything, we can get really hooked on maybe putting out photos or Instagram that are not necessarily related to the offering that we think we're giving. And instead of thinking about what is it that I'm trying to give to people that are following me, am I trying to give anything worthwhile? Is this worthwhile to someone that's... Yeah, well, that's, well I think that's what I think it all comes back to with every piece of content related to, um, especially related to yoga specifically, because again... Uh, or anything in fitness or wellness or health because there's not a viral component, meaning you're not chasing the eyeballs and attention of 12 to 14 year olds. Yeah. Right. So if you're not chasing that attention, all of your content needs to be based in value. Yeah. And when you're looking at how valuable your content is, it's not just related to how well you can do something, but it's, it's related to how, what, if that offering represents you. Mm. And I think that when it comes to YouTube or Instagram, or if you're posting your videos on Facebook, because that actually works too, um, it's, it, it just needs to represent what you want to be known for. Mm. And if you want to be known for specific things, you just have to be honest about what that is. And, and also be honest with yourself and your own natural predisposition and your time and, and your efforts, right? Because again, we're bringing back YouTube content just because I want to share it. Like if, if people use it, awesome, but I'm not doing it to get more subscribers on YouTube necessarily. I'm just literally want to release uh, new classes. 
right? And I want to release my podcast via video format, which we're going to start doing that as well. Like that's mm-hmm. the only, mm-hmm. that's the reason we're doing it. Like, so it's, it just gives uh, a different proliferation of what we're trying to offer. I, I feel that um, Instagram, while there's great aspects of it, it's instant, right? And that's mm-hmm. the goal of it. It's very unsearchable. You know, yeah. like content that I made a year ago, you could never find. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's past that sell by date. It's within the day. The sell right? by date is, yeah, it's, well, it's two or three days. Yeah. I think um, the, the algorithm gives you a few days. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll get pick up on things, but um, which is both good and bad, depending on how you see it. But, but really, if you're, you just have to embrace the, the fact that it's not about, the short term result, like it's just being patient in the process and releasing something that hopefully resonates with somebody. And then over time, maybe you see them in person or maybe it just gives you, uh, you're releasing your own content on like YouTube classes, tutorials, whatever you want to release is a stepping stone to something else. So it's like your practice run mm-hmm. for, for, for better things. Like everything is, is, is getting in your repetitions and, mm-hmm. and learning how you are on camera. I mean, as you know, uh, from actually being in real film, the way you are in real life, the way you teach or speak is needs to be dramatically different when you're on camera because the yeah, camera takes so, it up. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I had to learn that for myself because when I first started releasing classes, uh, I talk very slow in person. It plays just fine. But when you talk slow on camera, it plays like you don't give a shit or you're stoned. Yeah. You know, I mean, a, but you know what I mean? But, the, but that's just a fact. I was like, wow, I sound like really disinterested it's, right it now. It sucks energy. The camera yeah, literally sucks energy it does. out. So you have to, you, you have to overcompensate that. Exactly. Yeah. You, have, you, have to, you have to up the ante. Which, like you say, if you do that in class, then it comes off quite weird. It comes off quite auctioneering. Welcome. Yes. Yeah. Come on in. Mm. Yeah. It seems like you're really trying to cheer people yeah. on. Like you're trying to give that, that go, go, go. And sometimes you need that, of course. But, but I've taken a lot of people that just teach online and oftentimes it really affects their in-person teaching. And it's, it's not that their information is bad or their teaching is bad, but if you're only speaking in front of a camera, again, it speeds you up. You have to be sped up, you have to be more of a presence, you have to be more of a personality. Whereas in, in real life, people can't even accept, under comprehend all the information that you're giving as it is. Mm-hmm. So it takes time. Yeah. I do think it's good practice in terms of teaching too, it's similar to what Kim was saying. I mean, just doing the stuff online, I think is good and there's utility for you as a teacher to do. Like we were saying, I don't have time to be editing loads, so I just do them in one. And if I fluff my line, I just do it again. Because we act again like it's the biggest deal. And this yeah. is what you're coming back to about being nervous in front of crowds and teaching for the first time. Quite often we can feel like we have to, it has to be perfect. If you forget something or you say the wrong thing, that there's no going back. And it's totally incorrect, yeah. you know? And as we're discussing, it is helpful when you have that two camera setup, though. For the two camera, exactly. that's exactly <laughs> yeah, that's why true. I have it. The two camera gives you that lovely cut point. Yeah. But as yeah, long I, as the colors in our new ones, we got three going. Oh, oh next. Level. We have a guy though. We're we're working. Wait, with where's, somebody. where's the third camera? You got two on each side. Look, man, I don't know. I don't do anything. Okay. Just, I'm, just saying, I'm not. I'm not. Shot, I'm not doing the editing anymore. Top shot's a really nice one. Once you go on your back, it's yeah. a nice place to cut. It's not a top shot. I'm letting you know. I think it's just three different angles. It's a surprise. But yeah. it's funny you say about like attention. Uh, back to that, like in 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 on YouTube, you'll see this is how a YouTube video starts. What's up, everybody? Welcome yeah. to the channel. Like, what the fuck? It's like hold on a sec. He's like, what's up to my channel? Yeah, subscribe and it's, and it's like starts really fast. And I, I was figuring out why are they doing that? Because it's like Jesus. Because God. you have. The I skip the advert and then <laughs> you have the first few seconds 
to capture attention. Exactly. Yeah, you got the first few seconds to capture attention and then maybe you can slow it down. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that with you as well, Doug, when you did your stories, you was real like, boom, you know, it was kind of like, you know, you're like, what's up, what's good people, you know, that kind of thing. I'm too like English to do that. I can't be like that street, but like, um, I, I think, and I noticed that as well, I speak quite slowly. So when I'm speaking to uh, my Instagram yeah. stories, I'm like, yeah, yours is a slow burn. <laughs> the anticipation is killing me. I'm like, what is going to happen? I'm, I'm like, looking, wait till I'm, the next one. Oh, it's still not there. I, I was having a tea. I was looking, I was like, I'm taking sips of tea and I'm like, even my blinking is slow. I'm like, even my blinking is boring. I've got to speed up my blinking. Like, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Be like a robot. But um, no, you see, I think this is a, a good point in in terms of media too is that often we're attracted to people because of their strengths but we really love people because of their weaknesses or, or their nuances not that that's a weakness to, nice. to blink but that's your usp that's what differentiates you from another teacher the old slow blink yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, always what gets it, yeah. that's what everyone tells me everyone's like you've got to go to kevin's class is he awake is he asleep <laughs> no one knows it's 50 50 <laughs> um but i think not being shy of those nuances not trying to change it but embracing the, what you do and, and going with it kind but, of similar to what you said about being authentic to what is your teachers make makes you less nervous because one thing you've been most of your life is yourself so you can do that well that part's fine yeah but it's i find it interesting you don't you definitely don't seem nervous when you come into the class which i find interesting because i've not been teaching long anyway but i'm still there's still quite a level of nervousness before i come in but, but i've been in every situation like mm. that you can't tell me you can't create a situation i haven't taught in mm-hmm Speaking with that, can you let us dial your brain back to some things that have happened that weren't ideal in the class for you? (laughs) I mean, I've gotten into like verbal altercations with people in class, debating information. Yeah, sure. Amazing. uh, But not like swearing. Ah, yeah. You'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. so, So... Again, like when you teach non-traditional things yeah, and you have traditional right. students sometimes come to your stuff, they're going to disagree. Mm. And that's just part of the situation. And this one person was just really aggressive about it. This was like five or six years ago. So what did you say to him? Uh, I don't really remember, to be honest with you. It, it, the, uh, the lady next to him told me he needed to shut the fuck up. She told him to shut the fuck yeah. up? Yeah. She's, oh. like, she's like, I think you're incorrect. You need to shut she. the fuck up. Um, but it, it, was, it was related to forum balance. Yeah. No, it, was, it was quite hardcore. It was in Texas. So, you know, oh. he probably had a gun. Gun, yeah, just, on yeah, him at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the, the room class. It's just no ca- phones it was in the room. Yeah. AK-47 is fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, keep it simple. You got to stay armed at all times. Um, <laughs> No, but, but it was just something, it was something related to, to form balance. And it, it, again, we teach a more progressive style of practice. So I'm going to teach you five ways to do something, you know, because it's going to resonate with somebody differently. And, and this person found it horrible that I would teach something that wasn't palms flat down. I said, palms flat down isn't the most efficient way to do something. And he said, well, I think you're wrong. And I think that, that whatever framing the block is, is what my teacher taught me and my teacher studied in my store. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. I'm just trying to tell you anatomically what's happening in your body. You can make your own choice. And then it escalated from there. So that, that is a situation, mm. you know. It's funny. Yeah, that's, that's how I had that, Doug. I had a girl, I've never had that. a woman in Berlin, same thing when I was doing the martial arts and yoga, who was in the front row and she was traditional. And she, um, you know, you talk about stink face and sometimes you can get it wrong. Like, yeah. Sometimes people give you that face and then after class they're like, I love that. You know, sometimes you just mis- misread people's face. I know I've got a very serious face when I, when I practice. So oh, I, I know, I know what that's it, like. Yeah. So I don't try to read into it too much. But she made a point of coming to me afterwards and going, 
I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, I find it so funny because I'm like, it's not that serious. You know, yeah. I'm sorry you lost an hour of your life. But yeah. like, you still, you were here. Yeah. It was nice. You were outside and stuff, right? And she just left. It's like, I always think the same with things like that. Especially when things are really bad, I think, I can't wait to tell my friends. They're going to they're gonna love this story, you know? But yeah, she, that was the first you time I had You took the good out of it. I was like, I mean, she was so angry. I was like, man, you need more yoga. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not my class, but... You're like, give, you're like find one you like. Give me feedback as long as it's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, Just yeah. how can I improve? She was like, stop, you know? Like, oh, oh, shit. Right, cool. Um, I want to talk about something a bit deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're ready to go there. All Stories, right. man. And we're, all, and we're all about that age. I'm uh-huh. th- I'm nearly thirty eight, Doug. Oh, I'm. You know, I was trying to work. So Lisa was in my workshop last night, and she was like, "Who's older between you and Kevin?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm thirty six. I'm thirty seven. Yeah, Patrick. Uh, thirty four. Thirty four. Okay, a bit younger. Yeah. Um, daddy, being a daddy, being a parent. Don't call me that. What? Well, that's. Don't, don't, don't I mean, Doug. Me. Not public. You spoke about this. You spoke about this. At home, no problem. Only in it. Behind closed doors, yeah. I get you. In ya. public, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, it puts me off. <laughs> so, uh, uh, let me start that question again. <laughs> Fatherhood, uh-huh. hey lads. Yeah. Um, um, so this, I mean, my girlfriend listens to this podcast, so I got to mm-hmm. be a bit careful what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. and I spoke to she. She was going to come tonight, but she didn't. So, yeah, you uh, say what you want. Though. You say what you want to say. Yeah. So for now, come right? on, you can wait a few days. So it comes out. So see, see what she feels. Maybe after that daddy comment, you can just turn it off and just cut cut it, call it quits. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So, but yeah. So I'm. What I'm getting at is. Um, being a father, I want to be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to know how to do it? This, this, is, this is not the place, Kevin. This, this is not the place. After the podcast, no problem. I thought this was a safe do space. a separate podcast about that. Okay. It's, great. it's pretty but simple, actually. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to be a bit of a father, but I wonder how it's going to affect my day-to-day life. Um, and uh, I mean, Doc, you'd be, you'd be a fabulous father. So I imagine you'd well, like to be a father, you. father thank too. You. I do want to be a dad. I do. Okay. I probably want to be a dad more sure than I want to get married. Huh? Are you sure you're not? Good question. Uh, th- that I have no evidence of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll know when the hair starts falling out of these kids. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was mine. It was, I'm sorry. sorry I, I owe you so much money. But, ne- <laughs> but neither of us are fathers. And Patrick is. Patrick, how does it... Oh, I don't want to sound selfish, but like, how does it affect your life? And, and obviously, you, you, you know you're very happy. But how does it, not necessarily negative or positive way, objectively speaking, how does it change your daily routine? You just always have something to do. Like, it's just another thing to always have around, right? So, like, as a, as a, there's amazing moments. There's, like, um, you know, beautiful times. And there's also, like, really boring times, you know, where you're just kind of, like, making sure that they stay alive. <laughs> it was a big, but it's a big part of the process, and and there's also just just that you're at the mercy of their mood, you know, mm-hmm. or they're sleeping, or they're eating, or if any of you guys watch Stranger Things, does anybody watch yeah. Stranger Things? Okay, so th- this is the perfect description of being a dad in relationship <laughs> to everything. You're talking else. about the latest season. It doesn't matter. Okay. Just if you've seen Stranger Things, you know. So. I am every character in Stranger Things. I'm every cast member. I can keep the plot going. I can, you know, solve a few problems here and there. But Carling is 11. 
And when push comes to fucking shove, <laughs> the only person that matters is Eleven, right? <laughs> Everybody else in the story is completely irrelevant, right? Uh-huh. Everybody else is completely irrelevant. When it's time Disposable. to close that portal, yeah. when it's time to fight that monster, right? Everybody else is just there for comic relief, mm-hmm. you know? And so the, honestly, that, that's, what it, that's what it's like. I can do so many things. I'm part of it. It's amazing. But at the end of the day... When she wants the boob, it's time for the. It's time to you mean, eat. You it's it's you, time. You know that's just the nature of the game. I've been doing more push-ups. You know, so I'm trying <laughs> to get there. But, but yeah. But but honestly, that, that that's really what it's like. And we we joke about it all the time. But it's, um, it's 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 real. And I, I my biggest goal with um with being a dad so far is just to alleviate as much pressure from Carling as possible. Because eventually, at some point, it's up to her. Like eventually, during the day whatever five times seven times the baby's gonna want to eat and that's that's all her because we're she's breastfeeding right and so that's that's the the honest truth of it and sometimes i walk with the baby strapped to my chest for like two hours in a row all through cities doing that stuff all the time i like Um, the way you carry your baby by the way i mean pram now no disrespect i'm not being pram she won't do it though she's not into the pram she won't she won't mess with it. Like, like it's all about time windows, right? So, for example, from when she feeds, there's like a two and a half hour window, maybe three, to when she's going to feed again, you know? And there's certain things that she'll do. So she'll take the carrier. That's, that's, that's two hours. That's a two hour. She'll, she will accept being in the carrier if you are outside walking for two hours. Uh-huh. That's, that's our baby. Um, that's Harvey, right? But she'll only take the stroller for 30 to 45 minutes. So if you put it in the stroller, then it's a quicker time, or the pram, that's what you guys call it, right? It'll be a quicker time back to Carling. Okay. So, so, the, so Harvey wants the close contact, that, that they're more she, she'll, she'll, just, she'll, just, she'll roll with that. She'll roll with that for longer. So you're always just looking, okay, what's something that she'll do for longer? You yeah. know, and, and you're just trying to play those time windows. Mm. And then also try and like have... Uh, conversations with one another without like random baby noises and conversations also <laughs> because it, that was that was the thing last night when we were, we were walking around uh, downtown Dublin she was passed out like walking on my chest as usual and we're like oh we're like having a conversation that doesn't have baby involved in it but she's there and it's 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 cool so um, I mm. think there's there's it's such a weird thing because at the end of the day you're the same person you know like I don't feel any different when I'm here right now, I don't feel different as a person. When I go back there later tonight, I'll have the responsibilities to take care of the baby. You know, but, th- but that's, that's one of the things I, f- I feel that uh, everyone's like, oh, it's, it's going to be such a big change. And it's, it's a big change to your life. But as a human being, like you have the same interests as you had before. So you have to be able to, you know, toggle that or work with that or uh, be a bit more structured in your approach to everything. And um and 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 just embrace the fact that sometimes you or many times you're gonna be like i can't do i wanted to do that thing i can't do that thing right now because i have to do this Mm. and and, and it's just part of it but maybe that's a good segue in terms of keeping your practice up we're talking today about um what your practice is yeah um how do you go about keeping that up or do you do you just block out that window and you just say calling this can I have this time? Or is that it's, not, time? it's not really like a discussion. We, we, we're so open with each other about everything. Mm-hmm. Like our relationship is just like completely clean communication. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I do this for you, do this for me. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, what works? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so uh, where we live now, there's like a, a room. We live in a big apartment building. And so there's, a, there's a, like a gym area. And there's also just like an open room where there's randomly uh, one 
I guess, kind of bike, like mm-hmm. a like a whatever like bike, a stationary bike, like a stationary bike, <clears throat> and then one stationary bike, but for your arms. Oh, like yeah, the, you do this. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck is doing this? Yeah, but have you never seen, have never seen the people on some people <laughs> that this? have problems with their legs? They're on the streets with those. Yeah, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually, with but you yeah, just sit it's there. Weird. It's but a you weird just sit exercise. there and do this. Yeah. Just when, do I, the when I used pump. to go to the gym and I wanted to do nothing, I was on that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah here I, am. I was like, does it get the bicep? Like, what, are we, what are we working there? Like, I think you could be a bit more efficient in your training, but that's just me. Um, and, and so I go down there and I, I I'm removed from the the situation or whatever, and it's just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's that part's not complicated. What's mm-hmm. I guess what's more complicated is just when you're with her getting things done because you're at the mercy of what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. So you can't plan to be productive if you're planning to be with the baby. Mm-hmm. Like if the baby is present, the baby yeah, decides what you get to do. Yeah. And no, no, it's, it's not a big deal really. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just one of those things that you have to, I guess that you have to learn to accept or learn to work with or, or anything like that. Like, um, so for example, if we're planning to work with the baby, then that means only one of us is working and one of us is mm-hmm. doing baby based things. So, but yeah. doesn't it mean, I mean, obviously you're here in Dublin, it's a long journey. Doesn't it mean that could you st- still do retreats? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing a training yeah, yeah. in Bali. We're going to have a nanny the whole time, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's not, I don't think it's like the most complicated thing to, to work with or work around. You just have to accept the reality of it and not try and make it different than that because it's 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 just a fact right it's it's not a debatable thing like if the baby is screaming the baby is screaming and that needs to be tended to you know i mean unless you're like totally cool with that noise the noise is crazy (laughs) man it's nuts they they use it as torture don't they like when they're prisoner of Prisoners play tapes or actually yeah play tapes of baby yeah I mean that's a bit (laughs) much yeah bringing the baby but they'll play tapes of if they know you're a parent they'll play tapes of baby's no. crying to keep you up because evolutionarily we're designed to react to that sound it's not a sound you know some people can sleep through an aircon that's loud baby's crying like we're designed to interest want to change that that's that sound yeah. yeah that's the survival that's mm. what I, I think like w- the job we do i mean we'll teach yoga to some level um is like i have found now that i'm like getting busier and busier thank god um, <laughs> good on you. Right, sure, you know, sure. It's getting rough back there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I've realised that I, I sleep very little. I mean, last night I probably slept five, four hours, five hours, and yet I've been on the go all day, um, all day. And I think that uh, the same way you have to have mental resilience when you're working in maybe a, an intellectual job like an office where you're doing figures and, and, mm-hmm. and spreadsheets. You have to have emotional resilience, I find, that I'm doing now. I'm like, I think like, okay, am I tired or, or am I just telling myself that? Could I like, say for example, if, I'm, if I've slept four hours and I'm, I'm doing a workshop or two workshops, I'll do like some handstands or some jumping jacks or something in between. Because you hit like, those jumping jacks? Huh? Do you hit those jumping jacks on the regular? Old school. Yeah? <laughs> Old school, yeah. I like it. I was doing jumping jacks with the guys today. Abduction, abduction, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, abduction, abduction. Yeah. Should know. <laughs> it's yeah. that way. Okay. Um, but th- that's what I mean is like, ha- so we're thinking about being a parent. I think first thing is, fuck, I'm not going to sleep that much. But mm. I actually... Feel feel that you can um, you can you, you adjust and we, I think the whole eight hours thing is is a myth. Well, I don't know. You you know, actually, Patrick was saying just today how he doesn't sleep much. He doesn't need that many hours anyway, right? Yeah. Like I'm someone that eight is like 
a minimum. Like I'll <laughs> say seven and a half is my ideal, right? But if I'm inside of that, I'm not that happy right? <laughs> throughout the day. It's part of that health thing. So outside of your health and your friend's health, you need that eight. Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, no, because I can still be happy. But I'm just tired. I don't like being on, tired. Yeah. You know, I like to be, be jovial. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I'm a bit better when I'm... In that What's time. that reference you mentioned there? Is that from the training that you're doing? That? No, he was, he was talking about earlier when, when we first started. He's like, yeah. oh, what makes me happy is yeah. like... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Would you yeah. listening? This is your podcast. I'm sinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Stay woke. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's, so that's... Yeah, well, question answer. Thank you. So essentially, okay. I, I feel like um, this is, is something that you have to... I suppose, you know, incorporate into your life because that's, you know, your life is just going to change a little bit, isn't it? But you're still well, the same. It changed a lot of it. But, but a lot of it. But, but you're, I mean, unless you have like unlimited money and you're willing, you want to hire night nurses and, you know, do all kinds of crazy things. Maybe you're up like that. I don't really know. I'm not. So I can, I got to be doing the thing. Um, got these for free. Off, 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 thank you very much. Cool. Oh, nice. Nice Respect. plug. Yeah. Yeah. Those look great, by they're the not, way. Yeah. Those, those come in 32s. <laughs> <laughs> they, they Forward trousers. They're, they're, they're smart, but they let me move as well. But, Patrick, <laughs> so that's obviously you now. Um, and I think I told you this when I first met you at Wellfest. Um, I'd been doing yoga, but seeing your videos kind of made me see the capacity for how much more yoga could be. And yeah. that it wasn't just in the classroom setting. And there was more. There was loads of different tricks. And there was a strength element. And it kind of opened up my eyes to that. So that was inspirational for me. What was your journey like? Because when you were doing it, I imagine there were even less guys doing it. Um, I imagine the culture was very different. And what got you, what made you choose yoga? And what was the option before that? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, there wasn't... Mm, well, so I started practicing like in my kitchen. Like it was, there was no more or less to it than that. I was just doing it as... Um, as like a simple way to meditate. I went to a private, like, uh, I guess it's a Lutheran college, right? Mm -hmm. And um, which is really funny because I'm not religious in any way. And so I was taking alternative religion courses. And through that, you, you started like studying like different types of things. And yoga was one of those things um, when we were studying religions and, and Hinduism and stuff that came out of India and that kind of part of the world. And and so I found it was probably light on yoga and it had a bunch of poses in it. And so I just started like looking at those things and, uh, you know, trying to help alleviate, like I had a lot of back spasms at the time from playing basketball. And so I was trying to alleviate those types of pains. And, uh, there was also handstands in there. And so I would do like handstands and these little hip opening poses. And that was like my practice for quite a long time. And then, uh, and then I started, going to public class a few years later and uh, I would get kicked out of class all the time for doing handstands in the class right so it was like from jumping from down dog to handstand like I was doing that before it was a thing and uh and you know and, and how would they I mean, would they, they did not respond touch? positively yeah or they'd be like look you need to cut that out oh no it was like pretty direct it was like like you need to get booed like you gotta go like in the, like do this or you're out like, it, was, it was pretty wow, quick man. Yeah. Bit, it, no super hardcore yeah but but, but even the, it's, it's just funny it was, it's, it's also just because again if you want to go in front of a bunch of or uh, if you want to teach yoga there's some part about you and all of us right that wants to go in front of a room of people and tell them what to do and watch them do yeah, it yeah. right so there's yeah. a certain level of control freak whether you want to admit it or not that is part of your your, your wiring in your brain, right? So, um, so people were really strict on things like that, and that, that's fine. They, 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 back even you know twelve ish years ago or so, uh, 
the practices were all just methods, right? There's no, there's so much more freedom in yoga now, mm-hmm. right? Kind of what you yeah. were alluding to before in, in terms of what's acceptable, what's good, what's bad, what, what your perspective and feeling is on that. But everything was only method. So it was, you know, really three methods that, you know, rose to some level of popularity. Of course, Bikram, uh, power yoga, and I would say Ashtanga. Those would probably be like the three most spread forms at that time. And, uh, and then, so I was doing power yoga stuff and teachers just wanted you to do like Chaturanga, Crow and tripod headstand. And I was like, I'm I'm kind of past that. So, but Um, I think I'm right in saying that those three lineages too are distinct poses and the teachers exactly. had like that. So yeah. they, they so see the, those parameters as what yoga is. And if you break the realms of that, you're not doing it. Yeah, there was just a lot more rules, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then I sort of started working with this guy named Brock Cahill, who um, actually does a lot of really cool stuff with ocean uh, conservatory based work and cleaning up uh, plastic out of the oceans. He's uh, really interesting and that's kind of the current work he's doing. Uh, but he was one of the first people that was into handstands and, and teaching that and he came to Seattle and so I started taking some of his workshops and then um, I studied with him a bit and I just started studying with a bunch of random people, man, like, like people from all over the place. And it was really helpful to see different perspectives because again, wherever you are, you think that's the yoga that's prevalent and it's not true. Like, like the, the yoga that's prevalent is different every single place that you go. And so uh, I began to expose myself to that. And then I began to, um, you know, I was teaching publicly, I was teaching in my kitchen and um, You're teaching in your kitchen. That's why I first started teaching. That was in my kitchen, like four people, because all the people that were wow. seeing me get kicked out of class, they're like, "Hey, I want to learn what you do." And so I so started teaching people them came my own to... stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my first foray, man. Was like in front <laughs> of the fridge. We were in there. Like I gave a snack afterwards. Like we came. <laughs> yeah. That was the game. No, no, but, but really, like it was, it was very simple. Um, we'd fit four people, like, and it was awkward. And if you messed up, like, you may, uh, like, cut your side on, like, the, the, the counter, the counter, edge yeah. the counter top. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that happened to me, not to any students. But, um, but yes, yeah, so. you should keep that lineage in your now studio and have just appliances randomly. Yeah, <laughs> like just, a stove in spe- the speaking of speaking of appliances, <laughs> though, this is this is one thing I do not understand about this part of the world. You guys are terrible at washing and dryer machines. Like, wh- like, why are they so bad? They're horrible here. Like, you guys have those two in one things. It takes oh, like four yeah. hours to wash anything. Yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah. and another three to but dry it look, it I'm makes you, no sense because I'm not from here because everything takes so long to dry the first thing I had to get used to with being yeah. in the UK was that how's the smell of laundry yeah because everyone hangs yeah. stuff up in but why, why would you hang stuff here it's not hot it's not sunny like look outside this is drear you put it on a trick is lads you put it on a cl- Simon got a garden you put it on a clothes horse put yeah. it in a little sun trap Ooh. and then turn the radiator on no. miss me you can get your clothes dry in 40 minutes <laughs> in a machine yeah, yeah but in a machine I don't like it shrinking my stuff because like a lot of these tops end up like here I know like, on the belly yeah. it's not- I, by the way Om will never shrink I buy stuff from H&M well, they never sponsor anyway but H&M and I think oh we're bargaining yeah, but H- H&M, H&M you throw H&M's- that thing in the wash and then it comes yeah, out with one it big sleeve and one small yeah. sleeve that's, that's just saying. the nature of the game but, but you bought that shirt for three dollars how mad can you be that's on you <laughs> that's on you you can't you can't feel yeah. any way about that say no to fast fashion people yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i agree it's all about slow i do fashion. agree yeah. yeah i used to work with them honestly they're actually very nice people well, well, H&M. yeah they're like they um they're they like they at the time i was working with them they had three or four hundred people working on how to uh create to change their operations to be sustainable 
All right. Yeah. No, yeah. Actually, now they've been rolling some stuff out where you bring your clothes in and they'll give you discounts yeah, and stuff. But, but they, they have a whole like a whole building in Stockholm, right? Because if you go to downtown Stockholm, th- like that is their headquarters, right? Mm-hmm. Like every building is H and M. Like like their shops in the bottom, whatever. But like their but offices are yeah. everywhere, right? And uh, and yeah, so that that was one of the reasons that I was actually interested in working with them mm-hmm. at the time, you know. And they were nice people. Okay. Weren't you going to do like a? Uh, did I? Was I, I was going? I was working with them like on a brand or something. Yeah, and it just it we designed yeah. it, and it just didn't ever come to reality. Yeah. As with all things with big companies, they have a lot of missions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm surprised. Are you into that, Doug? Like what? apparel. I mean, like wearing clothes. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of wearing clothes. I'm probably a bigger fan of not wearing clothes. No, because you are though. Because you're easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you, you're you're a downward facing Doug leggings. Yeah, yeah, I know. I did co-branding with come on with, now. Uh, Lululemon. Can I say Lululemon on here? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I'm gonna disown me. No, I'm, oh I'm don't sponsor the podcast anymore. All oh, right, okay, good. Yeah, did they? That's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't. They don't sponsor. We anymore. get it. Yeah. We get it. Yeah, yeah they can't see what's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was mutual. It was yes. mainly <laughs> them. Mainly them. They left me. Um, no, I did co-branding with Lulem, which is a great thing that they do, where where you want to bring stuff out, and you can use your discount co-brand on it and then sell it. So if you're a studio or like I have my branding with the Downward Doug. Um, so I just do those and I, I normally use those actually I'm sometimes sell them like they had one studio but I mainly use it as kind of giveaways uh, to promote different events yeah um, but yeah I like I like that process of designing but I do want to make I want to do hats for sure do you? Down, yeah well yeah. hats like a, a like brand down, hat. yeah because you can put you see on here there's like a ribbon sometimes it's a badge so oh yeah you can put the logo on there very subtle but then you can do it through that but that's just a side thing. I, I don't know if that's of any interest to anyone. I mean, Chris is wearing a beanie. This is Emma's got a beanie. But I don't know if we're going to see a lot of these hats in yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I like to test my hats with a handstand, though. Like, when it stays on, you've got a good fit. You know? It feels a bit snug. Well, I've got a tiny head, too. I mean, Pat, try that on. I've got a, literally a child's head. It's kind of like a yarmulke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not joking. When we work in film, we, we have helmets and stuff. They've got to pad that thing out. To death otherwise it ends up like sitting here on me <laughs> yeah like i've got a 22 and a half inch head like i would say most girls here probably have that and that about and children like i have to buy <laughs> i have to get things custom made for my head tiny yeah. head and now without the hair i'm down i'm down a quarter inch you know this is my life patrick this is my life you roll around with that mane this is what i'm living with but i will say this getting up in the morning a breeze you're ready i am fine i'm yeah. always ready I'm, yeah. I'm see for example like we, when we swam in the ocean today i had to like wash it twice oh man or shampoo as well now hold on stop there because i did promise some of the girls because they had questions what is the hair care routine good question because yeah there's no way this is natural because it, it's what do you it's, mean no way it's as natural as could be it's grown it, out of my head <laughs> <laughs> it just it falls so well it's it looks heavy there's good volume yeah it's the it's the Italian genetics is part of the process mm-hmm. for sure, um, and and then uh, honestly it's like not washing it very much is a big key. So when I had hair, and sometimes I feel like this was the hair gods coming at me. <laughs> I uh, I was traveling through the states, and someone said to me, "Look, if you don't wash your hair for over a month, and I think it was six weeks, it'll wash itself." Mm-hmm. So I went for this. It was awful. Yeah, but it was sweat, probably though. one of the least favorite things I've ever you, done. You sweat though, so you have to clean it. Like, okay, the, the, well, the, I wish they'd told me that. Yeah. I just had gross what do you mean hair. You have to shampoo it. No, so so again, your hair, well, like we, the, nat- the natural oils, really your hair, so- the, the natural oils that your hair produce, you want to try and keep that in for a while. But if you sweat, you got to realize that your salt and stuff is getting caught in your hair. So you actually have to clean that. 
out. But not right, shampoo. So, no, shampoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I can't remember the last time I shampooed my hair. Really? I just got oh, a face, by the good. way. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah Oh, hey, shy. you are getting... Yeah. Yeah. Kevin I was, didn't ask it. I was like, I'm not like an old man. It's like, could I get um a fade? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what <laughs> you kids call yeah. it? I saw it on the uh, Facebook. 16 quid. Really? Bit of rip-off, but... That's um, not bad. 16 quid? Yeah. Yeah, when, I had the, when, I had, when I had my fade, I used to, I had to have to go to a guy. That's what, that's why I grew it out because I had to have to go to a guy every nine days. Well, I looked at your video online of how to do your own, cut your own hair. Yeah. And I had my, I used to do that. I cut, yeah. I cut hair when I was growing up. I used to get fades all the time. Really? I still, I still got it. I totally can still do it. Don't ask me why I was looking at Patrick Beach cutting his hair, but <laughs> well, you're about to do this we got research, research. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Motivated. So, and I was like, hey, oh, I can cut my own hair. Got the got the clippers, uh-huh. got the rhino. You butcher it the first few times. Did yeah. you do good? I, I didn't even tempt it. I went. Oh, I went. You, you lost the courage. I ran it by Rachel. She was like, "What?" And I, I heard just reaction alone. I was like, "Yes, dear. I'll go to the barbers." <laughs> <laughs> Head bowed. Um, but yeah, I, I can't be a butch in the hair. No, um, it takes time, right? So I learned when I was like, I started when I was like seventeen, maybe. Mm. First time though, ended up having to shave it all off. Because you because oh. it just went. Because just because you up. nick one spot, when you're doing a fade, man, could you imagine if like you're faded here and then you just miss? Mm. So you just nicked it up to there, and you can't raise it up to there. So you know. I hate getting my hair cut though. Yeah. Why? Do you feel that? I mean, well, I haven't done it for a long time. I tell you, that whole experience has become a lot less anxiety filled for me now. I mean, they they couldn't mess it up if they tried. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, they have to do the same number all over. Like that's it, and then they have to like do some beard stuff if I if I have time. It's the easiest haircut. I always say to them, look, I mean, I'm giving you money for nothing here, you know? <laughs> I bought one of the- <laughs> To make him feel very good. Yeah, I, I like, look, enjoy it. But like, I can see them going through the- and Sometimes they talk to me while they're doing it. I feel like they're trying to give me value. And I'm like, look, I just want to get out of here quick. Like, I, I mean, I'm interested in what you're telling me about your day in some yeah. way, but- Well, also- so the thing is that it takes time because again, even though you may have less hair follicles, your hair follicles still grow in different directions, mm-hmm. right? So it takes multiple runs. For sure. I get it. But they it. definitely stop every night. I don't like barbers that stop to talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm all for a chat, but when it's like, this is, so how are you doing? So I'm like, oh, I had a good day. Just look like, what you're did doing. Did you do please. anything? They're like, I oh, went to the gym. You know, I went to the gym once and you're like, oh, you're like, shit. I don't need this anecdote. Like, and, this is not what I came for. And I'm not going to say the barbers I went to, but I went in there and I said, hey, I just got my hair cut here two weeks ago. And, uh, but I wanted, the, 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 the fade and I had to like, you know embarrassing you've got to show a picture and there's there's a picture of Brad Pitt and I was just like oh, I couldn't find it was he like, was like I'm not a miracle maker nah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I was just like I kind of like zoomed up so you couldn't what, see what age Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt though yeah it was young he was when he was doing Benjamin Button yeah he had that kind oh, of which part of Benjamin Button <laughs> <laughs> it was like the 1950 style so I zoomed up so you couldn't tell it was Brad Pitt I was too should have gone with Fury Brad Pitt and Fury's got a Fury's good, good one as well have you, ever, have you seen that meme of Brad Pitt with all of his girlfriends? And he has the exact same hairstyle as they have. Oh, uh, no. It's oh. fantastic. Look that up. Honestly, you can, you can Google that right now. It's the best thing you'll find on the internet today. He, uh, he changes his style to look exactly like the girl he's with. Mm-hmm. So is, that, is that conscious, do you reckon? What? Is that yeah, conscious? I'm sure it's it's at this point, it's man, it looks it's it's, it's hilarious. It's like it's a, it's a pattern, I mean, right? I saw him in uh, the latest one, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mate, he's still got it. I know. He got a shirtless scene. He's still in yeah. amazing nick. I was, I, I was Did you re- like it? I heard it's controversial. Well, it's like it's here and there. Weird again. Me and Lisa were discussing it. I went with a whole lot of stunt friends because we were like, a movie about a stuntman and his actor were like, yeah. Yeah. sign me up. Yeah. So we went. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was textbook Tarantino. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Lots of like 
vignettes, which you could watch on their own, which are really well acted, a fantastic cast. And also when you're watching, you're going, I don't know what's really happening, but it's very entertaining. <laughs> and you know, that's like so many of those movies. You're like, what's this like side note here? I don't know who these two are, but okay, cool. Um, and deals with some dark history, but in a Tarantino way, twisted in a different way. I won't say more than that, but it's, I think it's, it's a fantastic watch. Also, the cinematography is really good. The choice of shots, I was saying to Lisa, there's one with a drone coming in that goes onto handheld and then leaves on a drone again which is a very complicated shot. Only you would notice that. But this is the thing. You, it's like anything. When it's done well, it seems seamless. Ah, when it's yeah. done bad, your eye picks it up. You're just like, eh, it didn't feel good. You yeah. know? That's, that's one of the biggest hits about having the baby. It's like we're traveling, can't go see movies. Ooh. Oh, like, yeah. Like I want to see Joker. Can't see Yeah. Got to wait. Oh, yeah. Got to wait. Got to avoid all the, all the opinions, mm-hmm. all the reviews. Because I want to see it, right? So I don't... I don't need to know somebody's opinion i'm already also, ready to I'm, go i'm not sure about reviews anymore i just well they've all been bought for quite a long time right what? i mean like every marvel movie is is uh rated well on rotten what? tomatoes yeah. right it's certified fresh yeah. half yeah. of them are garbage I mean, captain marvel is a horrendous Awful. movie like right? nothing happened and i'm just like in terms of two and a half hours of your life this is not a story that warrants that no what, not some, at all. some guy that yeah. has a superpower that's not a two and a half hour story <laughs> no. you know it's it's frustrating yeah. If I'm honest, like I'm, I'm actually sick of that hype. That's actually why I'm quite interested in the Joker because it's a deviation from that typical story of yeah. a hero that can do everything. Yeah. Like this is a whole other thing. But that, that you're talking about rotten tomatoes. That's like the Dave Chappelle special. Hey, deadly that, deadly. What? What? It's funny. What? Yeah, Dave oh, Chappelle. Like exactly that. What do yeah. you say about rotten so If anyone doesn't know, Dave Chappelle is like uh, one of the greatest stand-ups of all time, and he did a stand-up recently and. Go for it. No, yeah, I was just going to say, just to frame it up. So, um, <laughs> so he did a stand-up that was really popular, but it was uh, offensive. But hold on, just the caveat is that it's called Sticks and Stones. It's called Sticks and Stones. Which is kind of a giveaway yeah. to a few things. Exactly. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it got 0%. Yeah, zero percent because they only let it be reviewed by four. certain four, four very liberal <laughs> left leaning. Go, go Doug. <laughs> uh, and one being a, a transgender individual that took a lot of offense to this thing, which I get. You can take offense, but I don't think any like there's movies on there. Like I said, there's Marvel movies that are ninety eight percent. Like zero percent means there's nothing of value to, <laughs> at all. Like if someone rated like that woman in Berlin probably rated my class zero percent. You know, <laughs> but that's. <laughs> that's unusual, you know, that something has zero value. Yeah. But yeah, it's the same thing. That. But do you think do you think that was a marketing ploy by Netflix? Because it got people talking, right? Like wow. Joe Rogan embraced it. A bunch of other people talked about I, it. I found interesting the when they opened it up to users. That's what I mean. It blew but, up. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So everyone's like, yeah. "What? It got a zero. It got a zero. It got a zero. Because it would be that got way more buzz than his last one, mm-hmm. which probably got like an eighty. Like yeah. an eighty is such a casual score now. That's the same thing when you're when you're looking at restaurants. Like who eats at a restaurant that's like below yeah. a four point three on Yelp? You're like, ooh, Airbnb, <laughs> and the same with Booking.com. Yeah, below eight, I'm like, man, yeah. that place. Yeah, I'm not touch. Like, I will shower if I end up in the lobby. You know, right. that is that's not yeah. a place to be. Like, but, like if you're below a four point five. I'm like really? Yeah, like, it kind of it like, changes the whole scale. If fifties yeah. is supposed to be halfway, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know? Everything is a four point five. Like if you're below that, mm. like oh, well, I will tell you this: I once tried the below eight on uh, Booking.com yeah. in the Philippines, and it was like these floating uh, villas in the ocean. <laughs> I didn't look at the score because the pictures were so good; it looked like the Maldives, and I was like. 
Right, babe, I've, I got you covered. We're going somewhere. Look, you don't thank me too much. You know, it's just I'm here to ball. You're with me. You're my honey. You know what, baby <laughs> gets? Again. You know she wants, she gets. We take. A, we have to take a boat, like a charter boat, there because you can only get there via the speedboat. Takes hours, and once you're there, like once this guy goes, you're done. Like until the next day, twelve o'clock. We get there, and this place is like. The managers, it looked like, have you ever played those games like Dead Island? Like where there's a zombie apocalypse. Like there was hardly anyone there. Like we like searched around for ages to get to our room. Went in there, the roof had kind of like caved in a little bit. From the outside, it looked horrendous. And we're like, Do you know what? Let's just have a good bath. Uh, we've got these jacuzzi baths. Turn on the water, only cold water. And it's like dribbling out. So the staff are like, no, no, don't worry. So they start just boiling kettles and like pouring the water <laughs> of course the pump doesn't work so we turn that on and it breaks everything and we're stuck there on this island till 12 o'clock the next day but that was and then i looked at it and i complained to booking.com they were like well you did book a place that's uh 7.5 <laughs> and i was like okay but i feel like you shouldn't have somewhere like this and what did you rate them as well, I, I would put them as like a Did three. you rate them that when you left? <laughs> no three. water running? Right. You put it as a three? Yeah, it's still as a bed. This is my point. Like, even the Dave Chappelle, even if you hated it, you yeah. could give it a three. Yeah. You know? You laughed once, at least. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but, even, and you got a great story now. You're telling yeah, us this. So exactly. now it's up to a four, maybe 4.5. Yeah. We're easing up to that again, seven. The problem, maybe we're this is the hustle. That that people are going to go stay there. Now they're like, you've got to stay at this worst hotel ever. Yeah. Um, well, it's, like, it's like the Belfast, the most bombed hotel in the world. Yeah, right? exactly. What a ploy. You're like, Marketing. sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. But Doug, you, you're, you're well versed in this area. Uh, and, and speaking about the, the Rotten Tomatoes thing, what, I said tomatoes. I said tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, doesn't matter. No, I just got to keep it real. But um, so Rotten Tomatoes, um, and they're giving Dave Chappelle 0%, and that's because it's it skewed. We don't know why. But I think this touches upon a, an area that I've been in, got entangled in <sighs> through this medium, through podcasting, and that is the whole social justice warrior. Um, if anyone, how would you define a social justice? I'm sure everyone knows what an SJW is, do they? Yeah, and it's someone who basically gets outraged if you don't use certain words and they are highly can get quite highly offended. Mm. I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. It's someone who, for lack of better judgment, wants to show people how virtuous they are without actually doing anything and instead calling other people out. So they'll be the person that says, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, but aren't actually helping the cause either. Their main goal is to show you where you're going wrong. Yes. I guess. Exactly. And, and, And this is something we talked about. So just to give you some context, right? I did a podcast with Ryan Arico. Have you ever heard of Ryan Arico? He's a, you're living, Chris. No, he's a, used to be a yoga teacher. And, um, now he's like a yoga, advises people how to do marketing for yoga, but he's like ultra, uh, um, crass. Mm-hmm. You know, he's quite brash in how he comes across. And it's I controversial did, on purpose. That's his approach. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and I did a podcast with him. It's actually turned out to be quite awkward because I said, like, I don't like your style. I don't find it of value. Um, <laughs> it's a bit like, what the fuck? Um, and, but, what was the opening line? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it was closest. I, I just wanted everything. to let you know that, like, I can disagree with your style. And I'm wondering, like, um, you know, and basically I did this podcast with him. He said some things that were, like, very edgy. And I got, like, fucking 
people writing that I was a white supremacist uh, <laughs> and just all kinds of like one one star reviews uh, oh. you can't give zero on iTunes uh, one star reviews which they've since now deleted and um, and I've had people write on my Instagram saying like calling me all kinds of things under the sun um, and what I'm going to ask you Patrick is I, I always reply to comments but how do you deal with that if you've ever experienced um, people that are that way inclined sorry Oh, I don't get that much criticism, but I don't, I don't play into any of it because I'm, I'm just doing my own thing. But when you're doing your podcast, for example, um, Life in Commune, very yeah. good podcast, it's like real, real natural and you, you are not afraid to say things that, that just, you know, you, you feel and that maybe some people could take the wrong way. Um, and so you actually never, you don't get people. No, uh, Oh. No, man, we, Carly and I are both really lucky. I think it's because we've been doing everything for so long mm. and we're just pretty honest about our approach. So like, I'm, I'm not just going to say something to say it. Like I'm going to mm. say something, I'm going to explain why I feel that way. And, yeah. then, and then, and then at least that I feel like gives something context, yeah. you know, as opposed to just saying something that's inflammatory, that's inflammatory yeah. for no purpose. So, Cause again, my, my aim isn't to gain like when we were talking about attention before my gain, my interest is not to gain attention controversially I, I, I just don't i'm not interested in that mm -hmm. um and i think for some people that really works well they like that adversity they like that type of attention i really don't like i i there's certain things that i feel and i would rather voice it in a positive way than in a um than in a way that only serves me, I guess. But if someone says, like, say Devin Kelly, for example, who'll get back and forth with people on Instagram, and, you know, he does it in a very intellectual way, in a mm -hmm. well-structured way. But for you, if someone talks shit to you and says, a, like, a nasty comment, not that they would, but if they ever did, yeah. would, you, would you just go, sorry you feel that way, or would you just ignore them? No, man, I'll just laugh. Laughing, I'm la just laughing laugh emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... I just laugh, I just laugh about it. I, I'm, I'm not really that phased by what a random person on the internet says. Like I'm not gonna get derailed in my life by like uh, Big James seventy two on Instagram. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like I'm, not getting, I'm not getting he thrown might off. derail you. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm, not, I'm not getting I'm not getting thrown off by things like that. I just don't I don't really care. Like I feel like the um, it's so easy to get thrown off by the vocal minority in all situations. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And then try and embrace it and then try and change what you're doing for that said vocal minority. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if you stay the course with what you're doing and there's some integrity behind it and there's some honesty behind it and there's some uh, value behind it, I think that people can pick that up. And, it, and I also think that there's nuance to everything, right? And uh, kind of what you were saying before, while we all strive to be perfect, people really like the the small details about you, right? Your, your lack of one thing or another, your lack of knowledge in this area, your, uh, when you mess up, like people, people, everybody's human and messing up makes things more relatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And being imperfect makes things more relatable. I think that uh, the, the more that you come at things uh, with kindness or with openness, it, it gives you just a, a chance to kind of avoid a lot of that stuff. And and also, I'm, I'm not here to be more right or wrong than anybody else. So like when you talked about Devin Kelly just a second ago, uh, I've never met him. I've followed him on Instagram for a little bit. I don't know if I still follow him. I think I still do. Um, super strong guy, but he's really into being righteous. You know, what I mean, he's he's very into like this is the, the way, way you yeah. do something. This <clears throat> is it. This and, and 
and that reminds me of when I first got into yoga and, and meeting people like that and tell, and those people telling me those kinds of things. And, and that's never worked for me. And, and so I've, I truly try and avoid that. Like I, I respect everybody's approach. I really believe in methods when it comes to the practice. And I believe in, uh, that, that there's different methods for every person and there's, there's value to be had by actually going through the process of something. And the more you go through the process of something yourself, you actually have a firsthand experience as to why that worked or didn't work for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like if you look at, uh, someone like, like Devin, just cause you brought him up, I, the, the dude looks like a superhero, right? Like he's just out of his mind, right? It's a Marvel and, character. Yeah. yeah and he's, again, and he's incredibly flexible, incredibly talented. And the only thing you ever see him post is pictures in a dark gym. He's in a dark, damp gym in China, right? And that's where he feels happy. That's happiness to him, is working really hard on specific strengths, skills, and flexibility things every single day. I don't know, and this is just my, what I'm assuming from the internet, right? But that, that's what makes him happy. And, and that to get to that level of, of physicality, it takes everything. It does, yeah. It takes everything. I know, I, 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 from my own practice, from my own path, from what I put into it, comparing it to what, what he's capable of doing, like, it's all day, every day, that's the life he's choosing to live. But the difference there, though, say, Patrick, is um, that the impression we get online to meeting him, because I met him um, just once, yeah. yeah, I met him once, but I spoke to him a few times, is like, he's, and I'm not like championing his corner, but he's, when you meet him in life, you're like smiley, happy, really nice guy. It's just on Instagram, he comes across quite intense in that way and it's all or nothing. Yeah. But as you, as you said, and then I think that when people don't, so if people, if people like see you speaking in vlogs and stuff, so they feel like they kind of know you and, and, yeah. and, and that's the power of video. Whereas Devin hasn't done so much video, but when he has, it's been instructional stuff. Mm. And as you said, to get to his level, it's all or nothing. Can you have to be quite like... Um, uh, militant. You're, militant. You're, you're just yeah. training like a pro athlete, but you're just an adult. Yeah. But in a way, in a way though, yeah, I do like I do like him when he um, kind of confronts people online if they come come at him. But I just find for me, um, it's a losing battle. I yeah, I don't know why. I don't know who wins in there. I, no, but that's, that's what I mean. That's, that's, what, that's what I keep coming back to. Yeah, like, who nobody exactly wins. This, this, no this wins. is the thing I keep trying to get to. It's like, no, nobody's going to win. Like, you're not changing anybody's yeah. perspective no, on a comment. And that's why I don't, that's why if I engage, I'm just laughing about it. Because I'm like, I'm not going to change your opinion. 100%. Based on, they're not going back and going, oh, I didn't think about it. That <laughs> yeah, they're just going, like, <laughs> no, what am I going to say to him next? Nobody's taking an L in the comment section. You know what I mean? Like, people are just going to keep coming back. And so I feel like if you don't, if you don't participate in it, then you're not going to be involved in that. If you just keep putting out your own message and your own, mm -hmm. your own work, then that, that speaks for itself and you're letting that speak for itself. And I think that's kind of what I've always done. And, and that's, I guess that's my approach to it. I'm really, just really not, I'm really not interested in, like I just keep saying, in, in uh, attention based in controversy. I'd rather be known for like my body of work and for the things that I've done to help people out and, um, and for the teachers that come out of our school. You know what I mean? Because the, the more people that teachers that come out of our school that teach in places, then there's even more uh, availability to all the work that Carl and I have put into creating our awakening yoga practice and our system of movement and uh, why we think it works for people of all levels and how it meets people where they are and how that type of a practice is really valuable in modern society. Like we see it as a new map for how to practice. And um, like those are the things I want to be known for, not for being like gotcha. Like, yeah. oh, 
like I, I, I was right about what you should or shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. the winner in that one. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's like, what do you want to be known for? You know, when you're, yeah. when you're putting stuff out there, like you can't, if you're, oh, kind of a controversial topic here. Go Maybe on. I should skip it. Well, actually, I, I want to talk about something controversial anyway. Go on then. Firstly, <laughs> I'd rather you get in trouble than me. I like the idea that, uh, one, probably the odds that there actually is a big James72 on Instagram is quite high. <laughs> and Shout that out. he's a listener of the show Shout would make me guy. just go and go like, Could be I said nothing. Like, that's just, <laughs> come on, guys. Jeez, like, just getting hate messages all over the place. How dare you say that to Patrick? Yeah. Um, but speaking of controversy, uh, Patabi Joyce, Mr. Brickroom himself, it's kind of linked to, this is going to sound like a weird segue, but R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> all right, just hear me out. Hear me out. In the sense that, all right, obviously there's allegations, so maybe more than that. All right. Can you separate the work from the person? Do you think there's an obligation to practitioners not to do Bikram because of his actions? It's not my place to decide yeah, because, just, it's, because I, it's there. I think it's there. I think if you like a practice, that's up to you, mm-hmm. right? I think that there's a benefit to something being done consistently, mm-hmm. ritualistically. I, I firmly believe that. And I, and whether you are someone that really enjoys Bikram or someone that really enjoys Ashtanga, that's, that's up to you and how you feel about mm-hmm. those practices, right? I think if you're doing those practices anyways, you're turning a blind eye to a lot of things just as it is, not even related to the people that were... Uh, either the creators of those practices or just like the champions of them. Um, but I also think it's it's quite funny that people didn't expect this kind of behavior from people who got really popular later on in life with like younger white women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like if you're who has like a, a funny a funny grandpa, right? Who like looks at chicks and mm-hmm. you know gets a little flirty when you bring your girlfriend around like everyone has that grandpa you know what i mean and, <laughs> and so just just imagine there's no but seriously like put yourself yeah. in this and, perspective and then you put yourself in this perspective power. you come out of nowhere I, what they did is, is very wrong framing mm-hmm. that first but mm-hmm. completely right and and sexual misconduct is horrible and it happens everywhere but if you look at it from these people's perspective this is just a, a dude i don't know too much about them personally obviously that all of a sudden all these white women start showing up to his yoga classes in the middle of India. All of a sudden Bikram moves to LA, all these these beautiful women start showing up to these beautiful young women start showing up. I shouldn't shouldn't just say white. All these beautiful women in general just start showing up to his uh to his yoga classes. Yeah I mean like you wouldn't think like wow, I'm like 50, 60 years old. Like I'm hitting some kind of jackpot here yeah. like later on in life. Like, like I don't know what this is. I don't know what this perspective is or, or, or weird, weird situation. I just, I just think it's weird and it's awkward. And if you don't, ex- like it, it's, it's uncommon, you know? And, but it's contextual as well because say something, an adjustment you could have done 50 years ago where you're, um, you've got your hand on someone's, um, there are basically, let's say, for example, that we could look at a picture of that now and be like, that's inappropriate. But maybe 50 years ago in a different culture, different environment, it was, it wasn't seen as inappropriate. Mm. So I think sometimes now we're like, again, not defending this person, but it's important to see things in context that, um, 
we it's the same way we take words we take words now that we yeah. we're like tv yeah. shows from back in if you watch a tv show from the yeah. 80s well, that's why the office is still so good because they couldn't make it anymore yeah right? have you ever re- like the the american office maybe yeah. the british office same. as well right same. but uh because I, I haven't seen it as much i haven't watched as many episodes but yeah like all, all the episodes like when michael outs oscar like that could never be on tv today no chance like the, especially comedy the comedy doesn't age well because com- no, no, no. the point of comedy is to push the line of what is acceptable. That's why you yeah. laugh because you wouldn't dare say it. Yeah. But you may have thought it in your darkest place and they say it so you laugh almost as a relief. Yeah. So now you can't take that and apply it to now. Yeah. Like this is yeah. an example. There's a movie called Dam Buster, which is from the 40s. Oh. Yeah. And anyone seen it will know what I'm going to get to. But Dam Buster is an incredible the, movie. The dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is again, like at the time, they didn't even think twice about this. Now, I, they probably don't even show it, probably based on this. But Dan Buster is an incredible story about these guys in the military that were trying to take down Nazi Germany and they, they realized they were using so much hydroelectric power. The only way they could take that out was by bombing the wall. But you can't drop the bomb from the top because it's too small of a target. So what you have to do is come in really low and skim the bomb on water so that it bounces, bounces, then hits the wall. Like amazing physics and also to fly a plane that big underneath the radar so no one sees it so it's this story but what it's completely marred by is that in real life jesus i'm terrified just to say this go on dog i mean but in real life the actual physicist that came up with this uh, had a dog a black dog which its name was the n-word and in the movie they refer to it all the time all the time so we like at school a teacher once was like, oh, I don't have work for you. We'll put on this movie. Not thinking. And that part came on. I grew up in Botswana. I went to school in South Africa. And this came on and there was chaos in yeah. the room. And this teacher yeah. was like, shit, totally forgot about that part, you know. But, that, that's, but the point being is at the time, yeah. it probably wasn't seen as bad, even though it is bad. But context does change quite a lot. Was it you, Doug, who said like... Oh, don't put me on that. What's that? I've been through enough in the last five minutes, right? <laughs> no, I'm not going to go down that. But like how comedians are like the new philosophers. Was it you said that? You didn't say you that sounds it. quite good. Yeah, yeah sure. Something like you said. Uh, but how comedians, are, I mean, when I listen to podcasts, I listen to mostly comedy podcasts because I'm like, this is so fucking refreshing yeah. as opposed to all this safe bollocks of like trying to say the right thing all the time. Um, that was my point. Okay. <laughs> Solid stuff. Solid Thank stuff you. there. I can't really Thanks. expand on that. Back to you, Kev. <laughs> oh, um, no. But back okay. to what Patrick well, was saying, which I thought was interesting about power and how power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. With those kind of situations. And this is, I guess, what it's worth anyone remembering when you're in a, situ- a position of power. The people do hand over power to you and it's about being responsible with that power. Yeah. Whether it's teaching, whether it's any realm where you where you're taking the lead um and to what you were saying i remember after tiger woods got caught out um and everyone was like oh how dare he you know he's this clean cut guy and one of the guys quite correctly put he was like it's easy to be good when no one's asking to be bad and say again he was easy to be good when no one's asking to be bad yeah and that's a slight different situation because he was caught out doing that but Mm. there is this thing you have to be aware of that power can corrupt you and you have to be aware of that. And I guess part of yoga is understanding that and seeing parts of you that may be corrupted. Yeah. You know, and not to be blinded by what you're doing. Yeah. And also just that we're all 
you know, we all have such different perspectives on the world and, and different, like, based on the things you've experienced. So you can't really understand how you react in a situation until you get there, mm -hmm. right? And it's that's not even related to um, Bickerman Batavi, but just, just that comment isn't. But j just it's it's hard to really gather how whatever that sound is off so yeah. it's coming in nowhere I, I, I feel like you're going to say something really deep yeah. now you're like you're but no but all I'm saying like, honestly it's just, music. It's, just, it's just hard to gather what what you will do it's so easy to mm. point out somebody else is wrong and it's so easy to see something that's wrong mm. but it's really hard to understand what you would do yeah. and, and, and I think that's something that, that really needs to be taken account for in all situations not just the ones we're talking about here but but really it's 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 easy to point the finger out and it's hard to point the finger back. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and that's why taking, uh, giving advice really easy. Yeah. And taking, taking advice on is, is always, and again, even, even like when we were talking about this in the, in the training, like, uh, what do you teach and what do you practice? Mm -hmm. Right. And are they the same? And if they're not, why, mm -hmm. you know, and, and is it based on your population? Is it based on, Oh, you want to like go teach this crazy class with tons of abs, but then, and you know, like make people sweat and, and die and, and then like laugh and cry at the end just because they survived or, or and then you like go home and you know do frog pose for 20 minutes mm -hmm. and go to bed like you know and and, that, and that's your that's the the frame of your practice because that's what you want to be known for like it's it, it there's beginning to understand that relationship between you and yourself is um is really important and it gives you um it's it's the most honest relationship that you can have and it's also the easiest relationship to constantly uh try and escape from mm -hmm. You know, because you're all you em embracing the honesty of yourself is what you have to live with. And uh, looking at the actions of others is easy to be like, oh, they fucked up. All right. Next. Like you just, you know, swipe it aside because you, you can make comments about it and then just move on. I think that I mean, Joe Rogan speaks in depth about that. There's no we don't give a lot of recourse anymore for like, how, how do you come back? I, I, when you do something wrong in the public eye there's almost no way back. Mm -hmm. Even when it's not necessarily something. Oh, that I bad. disagree with that completely. I think people, I think people are coming back all the time. I think it's super easy to come back now. I think now is like, well, he's probably easiest to get in trouble. I mean, Donald Trump comes back every day. I feel like he comes <laughs> back every Donald day. Donald Trump's genius is to keep doing things bad. He just because keeps keeping things bad. You get there the day before. You're like, day, man. God, did you hear about that? Like, forget that. Yeah. Yeah. What did he just do now? <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, that's back, his genius. He comes back every yeah. day. Right. You know, I, I, I think coming back is because again, like saying the phrase again, but, but, um, everything is based on attention and entertainment, mm. right? You know? And so, um, if you are able to garner people's attention and entertain them, like they'll forget, people will forgive you for next to everything, mm. you know? And it's, it's, it's the, it's a sad reality in some ways because it, it sometimes makes you think well is is there a purpose in being a good person if i'm an entertaining person well it depends who's it for you, you know but you know what i mean yeah. like like what's because you look at the the most successful people in the world how many of those people in terms of like financial success or things like that like how many of those people are like really like a good kind honest person that you want to spend time with or how many of those people are just super self-involved to such a level that they don't care about anything else and they only care about themselves and that's why they got to that point yeah. you know it's 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 really hard to uh to differentiate um to, to differentiate those things i feel yeah but i think that is a just to close that is a 
a point of what's important to you. Yeah. You know, and for yeah. sure, you can be successful at those things. Just like saying about Devin Kelly, I don't know if that is the case, but if you want to just be good at that thing, you just do that thing. Mm -hmm. And that's fine if that's enough for your life. But you've got to be honest about what's, what is for you. So you can be highly successful and still be unhappy with yourself. Even though you've got all those things. Yeah. No, by the way, uh, just to say, um, De like Devin, <laughs> I shouldn't have brought up Devin Kelly, should I? But he, he, he is. <laughs> yeah, Devin. He's, he's great. He's fantastic in mm -hmm. all areas. But, I, I, as, but as you said, like Donald Trump, for example, is like someone, uh, you know, if you want to be excelling an area of making money, a lot of things get sacrificed. Um, gents, I know you've got a lady and a baby to get to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and these people have got homes to go to, or maybe cocktail bars, whatever oh, people right. do. I'm not sure. Um, has anyone got any questions? Oh, Lisa. Patrick, just on that conversation there, um, do you believe people are innately good? So, Kev, should we just repeat the question on here? Otherwise, we're not oh, going to hear it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So, so say again. So, do you believe people are innately good? So, do you believe people are innately good? Oh, thanks, I think some are. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's, I don't think anybody comes into the world equal. Like, I think that equal, like, personal equality is the biggest uh, fabrication that's out there, mm -hmm. right? That we're all born equal, that we all start equal. That's, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like, you, you have genetic advantages that I don't have, and I have genetic advantages that you don't have. And it's just like, there's a history to all of that, and there's a natural predisposition in the way that, um, your raise, not, not just that your raise, but just the things that you happen to experience. And based on that, you're going to build a perspective with how you want to interact and, and, and participate in the world. Like participating in the world is a technique. And I think that if being a good person is a technique that's worked for you over time, you will continue to reaffirm that belief by, um, by treating people with kindness and, and looking for happiness and, um, and, and creating an environment for yourself in which you feel comfortable and want to be successful. Right. But, but if, if other things have worked for you and that's where you've found your success, that's where you're going to lean, you know, because we're, we're all trying to survive. And I think that at the baseline level, that's what everybody's trying to do is, is, is survive is phase one. And like, you know, you're eventually moving up to thriving and then finding your own balance with the world. But I, I just, it, it's so hard to believe in any form of equality. I think that the, the closest thing that we could get to is everybody playing by the same rules. Like if everyone was playing by the same rules, then I think that you would see a lot more good natured people because there wouldn't just be people constantly looking for loopholes to manipulate a situation. Then you'd be able to see um, more truth from, from people. Yeah. That's a good question. Anyone else? Everyone's knackered. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like falling down. Yeah. Um, so thanks so much, everyone. Yeah, thank you, uh, Patrick, out. Doug. Thank you so yeah. much. That was fantastic. Thank you, thanks, fun. Kev. Should we do a little round of applause? Yeah, for everyone. Good. For everyone. <laughs> I love you, Kev. <laughs> what? What was that? Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was brought to you by SmallChanges.ie. Check out Small Changes. Go into maybe go into their shop here in Drumcondra in Dublin and you can get yourself some organic produce you can get stuff for the house that's recycled that's eco-friendly and, and uh, helping to reduce waste so good for the conscience if you'd like to check them out 
you can go uh, into them in person. If you'd like to check me out, that sounds a bit funny, uh, but if you're not coming to a public class, if you'd like to come to one of my workshops, the next one is in December on the 14th in Sligo, Salt and Soul. That's a handstand workshop. Come, there's about 16 people booked in so far, so we're going to have a good bunch of people, maybe make a weekend of it. All information you can find on kevinboyyoga.ie. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends on your IG stories or leave a review on iTunes. Thanks as always so much for listening. I really appreciate it. There's exciting news happening with this podcast. So yeah, keep in touch with me and uh, yeah, thank you so much. All right, have a good week. Bye.